0: Blog Talk Radio. Make sure they enjoy that part.
1: Is that all right with you? Good afternoon. This is Roberta of Roberta Inspires Omni Media. And we are live here with Inspire Radio. I'm on the road, but I'm still doing the show. So just pray for me. Um, it's Women's History Month, as you know. And we are wrapping up Women's History Month, and I have a colleague that is going to really bless us today with what she has to share, particularly for women of color. Her movement is called Unstoppable Black Woman, and she's got Facebook and just all kinds of things. You've heard her before here on Inspire Radio and you're going to get to hear again today, and that's none other than Minister Donna is izzard coming to us today, I believe, from New York. And uh, she's, we're going to talk about who she is and what she's doing. And I believe you're going to be tremendously blessed by this. So without further ado, let me welcome to Inspire Radio Donna is izzard
2: Good afternoon Hello. Good afternoon how are you? How are you beautiful lady? Fine. I'm fine. Oh bless
0: you I'm
1: fine. I'm even better now that you're on the line and as I said i'm multitasking I'm traveling uh you know going to a destination, but wanted to still get the show as I said people minister Donna Hicks is our has been with us before
0: <coughs>
1: but She's the lady for today. Tell us about yourself, about your
2: ministry and your business, please. Sure, sure. Well, I am Donna Hicks Izar, and they call me the DI. They call me the DI. And so um, uh, I am, and I'm a minister, I'm an author. A speaker, international speaker, as well as a CEOpreneur, and and some say, okay, what, minister Donald, what is a CEOpreneur? Well, a CEOpreneur, I continue to build my empire while I work with a solid investor, A.K.A. a job, okay. And so I teach, I, love I it. teach women, I teach women, professional women, how to continue to uh, build their empire by embracing a style investor who is funding their dreams as they take their experiences and skills to um, build multiple streams of income.
1: I love it. I when when uh, Donna introduced that concept at least to me when I heard it, the solid investor. I thought, wow, that is so smart. And so good, because there are things that you get by being in corporate America, disciplines that you uh, develop and maintain, your the way you present yourself, and just even just the networking. And you're always learning. If there's something that you need to learn that will help you in your business, it may be available to you through your solid investor. So I just I love that strategy, Donna. I think it's a great one, and more people need to use it before they just leave out there. So that's really really good. Well, I know you are a lady of like I said, so many talents. Tell us the
2: name of your book.
1: I don't think I know that.
2: The name of my book. You don't. Ha- I have I have several books. I mean, uh, several. I would uh, say your book. <laughs> yeah. So the book that um, – the most recent book that um, I have that's not in a collaboration is um, You Don't Have to Quit to Win, and You okay. Don't Have to Quit to Win, and that talks about, that talks about uh, the whole process of embracing your solid investor and about how while you can be an entrepreneur oh. as well as an employee. So it talks about, you know, you don't yeah. have to quit to win. And so many people, you know, coaches – you know, they tell you to fire your boss, and I believe that that's that, you know firing your boss is not is not the option. It's not a wise counsel of decision. I believe that God gives us the exit strategy, and so I'm not a component of firing your boss. I'm a component of you know realizing that your employer is a solid investor that's helping you fund your your empire. You know your dreams to build that empire. So I, the, my most recent book is um, you don't have to quit to win. And that's on Amazon. It's an ebook, quick read, but it gives you tools and strategies and a formula of, of strategizing okay. to, to lead the side investor. Wonderful, wonderful.
1: Tell us what your website is so people can learn more about you.
2: Yes, my website is uh, donnaizard.com, donnaizard.com, and on, on that website, you know, I, I talk about. I mean, you can you can look on that website. View the website and and see the different programs that I offer, what I do, what I you know different topics that I speak on. Well,
1: that will be excellent, folks. You need to check that out. Well, as I said, it's Women's History Month and the Seamon Inspire Radio has been created in his image too. Today we're going to focus on Black women and how we can be unstoppable. Tell us what it means to be an unstoppable Black woman, please.
2: Yes, that is. Oh my goodness, I am just. I am just so passionate about this topic. I'm so passionate about this topic, and it's because. Why am I so passionate about this topic? Um, I'm a Black woman. I'm a Black woman. I have a daughter. I have granddaughters. I have you know several daughters in ministry. And I work, with, uh, I work with black women um, in the profession as well as ministry. And, and so for the last couple of years, I have been ministering to women, primarily black women, who don't value themselves and who find themselves in such a state that they become depressed, in such a state that they're looking for acceptance, in such a state That they are not owning up to who they are in such a state, and most of the women are women of faith, right? Faith women, women who say that they know God, women who say they believe in in the Word of God. But yet, but yet, they're playing small. They're playing small. They're not valuing who they are. And so... um, My theology as a minister and a lot, you know, what I teach on and what I empower women about is really about identity, identity and knowing the full purpose of who you are and who you belong to. And so I pray to God and ask God to give me, I say, God, you know, um, um, something, something. I need something else to reach them. I need something else to reach them. And so in June of 2018, the Unstoppable Black Woman was birthed, June of 2018. Okay. And um, and okay. with that, God gave me, you know what, Donna, they have to embrace their beads, And I was like, okay, embracing their beads unapologetically. What does that mean? So what does that mean and how does that relate to the unstoppable black woman? Because what I know for mm-hmm. sure is that when you know who you are and what you can do, there is nothing that can stop you. And so as a black woman, you have, it's time for us to embrace our bees unapologetically. Embracing our bees of black, beautiful, brilliant, bold, and being business-minded. We, as black women, we have to realize that we are unstoppable black women. The black, the black woman is the most disrespected um, group in the world. A black woman. Right. A black woman. Right, right. The black woman it was an right. article in Essence that stated that the black woman is the most disrespected on social media. What is that? When we are the ones, we are the women who 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 we build up people. We teach them. We we, we are compassionate. Mm-hmm. We hold we do. it down. We are the we, we we're single moms. We are women who, who, who have to do more than everyone else just to become all that we need to become. So we are unstoppable black women. And when we embrace the, the unstoppable black woman, when we say that we have become the rising of the real B, the real B. Most people call us a B in another sense of the word, but I've flipped mm-hmm. that. And I said, no, 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 we are the real B okay. because we're embracing the B. Wow. I
1: love it. I love it. I love it. Being bold, being business-minded, and beautiful, and black. You know, it's a lot about self-acceptance, Exactly. Um, God created exactly. us, and I tell anybody, um, I think I was sharing this with you, this little uh, older man at, at the Y, where I work out, was saying, you know, I just think of you as a lady. I'm not pregnant or anything. He's like 90, you know, and I said, not a problem with me because God chose to make me a beautiful black woman with all my characteristics and features and
0: uh,
1: you know uh, habits and whatever this is who he created me to be and I'm happy I'm really really happy being me because we are very very powerful women. Because of what we've had to endure, Um, you know, we can go back to slavery times and or even, you know, the times when they were having to come over on the ship and the physical assaults and things that African women had to endure and to come in, I don't want to take your son down, I'm going to let you handle this, but, you know, to, to hold a family together in the midst of that type of thing, um, is awesome what would you say to a woman who has not really recognized that you know the history of black women and what we've had to to really be unstoppable through
2: well even before we we, we, we talk about even the history we first must embrace and honor, as you said, the God who made a decision, who made an intentional decision to create us in the black skin that we're in, the different shades mm-hmm. of the black skin that we're in. I was going to say all different
0: kinds, too. Exactly,
2: all different types. <laughs> all different types of the black skin that we in. Who are we to question God? Well, no, what we have to do is honor him, Right. Honor God, because it was God who made this decision, right? And so right, then right, we can move right. on too. but we first must embrace that God made a decision. Look in the mirror and look at your beauty, because God made a, de- a decision. He decided to put us in this skin. So let's honor him for that, okay? Mm-hmm. And honor him for giving us the skin that's beautiful, the mind that's brilliant, the the resolve to be bold. And then to have the mind to be business-minded. And then we look at how when we came over here as slaves, right, they not only, the the, the masters would leave their own bed. And what would they do? What would they do? Come and sleep with the black woman. Who would nurse the babies? The black woman. So Mm -hmm. who would give nourishment? Who would make those children feel empowered, feel love? The black woman, right? That's right. So, 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 as we move through life and move through this journey, who, who is left with the children when the man decides, whether he black or white? But when a man decides, I no longer want you. So I'm going to leave you with these children. We don't we, we, we don't throw those children away. No, we pick ourselves up, and we do right. what we need to right. do as unstoppable black women. My mother raised mm-hmm. five girls in Harlem, Harlem, drug-infested mm-hmm. Harlem. But she went back mm-hmm. to school. She was on welfare. She went back to school. She got her master's degree. We did all of that. She did wow. all of that with raising Five girls as a single woman in Harlem, drug-invested Harlem. So I saw what an unstoppable black woman is. I saw what my mother was. I saw my neighbors. I saw many women who did not have fathers Mm -hmm. for their children, husbands, and guess what? They went to work, and guess what? They went back to school, and they did what they needed to do to keep their children. So, yes, we are unstoppable black women. (laughs)
0: We are unstable, and we
2: must embrace who we are as black women. This Mm -hmm. is not about being racist. This is not about looking at another race. No, it's about us making a decision to say, you know what? We are going to embrace our bees unapologetically. And then when we're in in the workplace, when we're in um, um, houses of worship, take our place, take our place, because when we do that, we become unstoppable. We become that we can be all that God has created us to be. See, I don't believe unstoppable black woman. is a feeling that we must embrace. It's a state of being. It's a mindset. It's an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a phrase that we express, but rather an energy that we've got to possess. It's time for us to take our place, Roberta. It's time for us to take our place. it has to
1: be authentic yeah it has to be authentically in you I like you were saying you know it's really a a mindset because you do have so many women uh, African American women who we've always been at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of you know how money is distributed and resources and so forth and to be able to change the mindset and to give birth to younger women who have a different mindset and believe they're unstoppable, I think is just incredible. I'd like for you to talk a little bit about black women in corporate America and how, you know, maybe three ways, two or three ways that, that can really, we can really take our place there. You know, what are some things we can do? to really take our place there and, and work out our bees.
2: It, oh, my goodness. Now, that's that's like a, 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 a huge topic for me, okay? A huge, <laughs> I'm in corporate America, Go okay? And I've been in corporate America for over, over 30-plus years, okay? And it has not right. always been yeah. easy. It has not been easy. But because of where I come from, I come from Harlem, so I come with a sense of coming into corporate America, you know, being, being taught by my mom of who I was, being taught by my mom to stand up for myself, being taught by my mother to to make sure that I command respect. So I already I had that foundation coming into corporate America because I watched my mother, who was a union um, organizer, okay, for the, for the, for the wow. hospital, So she was a union organizer for 33 years. So I watched my mother. So I had something, when I came to corporate America, listen, I was not going to take anything other than respect. Now, was it easy? No. Was I called out? Yes. But in the 30-plus years that I've been in this arena, I was able to rise to a place that in the legal industry, which is what I'm in, I'm the only African-American in my role. In my role mm. in 2019, in the role of technology, in a role of you know which is dominated by by male Caucasian, Caucasian male. It's dominated. Yep. However, I did yep. not let that deter me because I knew who I served, and I knew that that day would come that I would rise up to be all that God commanded me to be. Why? Because of who I believed in and it's first and it really 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 starts with the mindset I remember speaking up and speaking out when I saw injustices being done to me or being done to my colleagues and people would say other African-Americans or 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 Caribbean Americans would say oh Donna they're gonna fire you oh Donna and my resolve was always well if they fire me they must be going to give me a, a, a serious package, number one, or number two, <laughs> then that's not the place for me to be at. Because if they don't celebrate and honor who I am and the gifts I bring to the table, then guess what? I don't need to be there. But, so it starts <laughs> with a mindset. So when people look at me today and they're like, how did she get there? It was because I commanded respect. I came to work on time. I deliver. I over-delivered what was asked of me. I used hold my creativity. That hold,
1: hold, hold that right there. You over-deliver. Because that's something I, I just want to jump on that. Because when you know, to begin with, that you are up against the odds, you cannot come in and try to just do what everybody else does. You can't you, be mediocre. You're not. One of my friends you have to be, we used to say in we have to be better than the best. She was from Sierra Leone. And she said, I have to be better than the best. And that, that's the attitude you have to have. And so I love that overperforming because, unfortunately, sometimes we come in, you know, as sisters. Mediocre. We just do. Mediocre. Yeah, we do enough to get by and not get fired. Yep. And then we wonder why we're not being advanced.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So, or we are afraid to speak up. So, I've been at many tables that no one on my level has been at. And I've been at those tables because why? Because I bought value. I didn't just bring a problem. I bought the problem okay. and then I bought the solution. And then I would save them thousands of dollars. So, I put my money, I put, I put my mouth where the money was at. I hit them in their pocket, yep. okay? I gave them a solution that 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 would say you, you could save thousands of dollars. I used my brilliance, one of the B's. I used my brilliance to show them the value that, that I was bringing to the table. And so mm-hmm. when people say, I hear people say this time, you people who decide to stay at work, oh because you know because you know you working for the man, you're a slave. Stop that foolishness because when you was working, you wasn't a slave, were you? But now that you've arrived, you were a full-time coach, but maybe you may have got laid off, or you may, maybe you stepped out on stage, as, as you call it. But I serve an awesome God, and I believe that God positioned me in the position that he positioned me so that I could do all that he has assigned me to do in the workplace, to be that bold person, to be that person that uses her brilliance so I can show other men and women of color who they are. Give us insight some examples.
1: And inspire them. Give us some examples of some of the innovative things that you've done. I want to mention to folks, too. This is a two part conversation, so we're just scratching the surface. Uh, Minister Izart will be with us next week, and we're going to continue this uh, into the first part of April. But tell us about, I know about, but I want others to hear. Um, one, tell us what your position is. And two, some of the innovative solutions that you have brought to the table for your um, your law firm.
2: Sure. So my position is um, my title is director of training development as well as document services. So I run two departments. Um, I have a dotted line um, to IT as well as to HR. So I work with both groups very closely. Um, both departments very closely and um and in doing that and in doing that um I'm always looking at ways that we can improve um our employee morale. I'm always looking for ways that we can improve the bottom line. how does that affect us and so one of the things that um that I'm very proud of that I did was uh Um, I realize I'm always looking, I'm always doing research. Again, you got to stay, you got to stay with the trends. You got to, you got to, you got to do your due diligence as to what's going on in the industry, what's happening. And so I'm a visionary. I'm a seer. So I'm always looking at what's coming down the pipe and what's going to happen in the in- industry? And so I realized that in the legal arena, um, there are no more secretarial schools. Um, uh, there are no schools when I was coming up where I went to secretarial school. You know where they taught uh, women how women, mostly oh, yeah. women, some men, how to, how to really be secretaries in the legal yeah, in the legal profession. But there are no more secretarial schools. So what does that mean? That means that that field is dying. Okay? it's dying out. Okay. It's dying out. So in the legal, and in the legal, that's a profession. In the legal arena, that's a specialty that you got to know legal. And so I realized that in the industry, right. the secretaries, they were having a huge, a hard time getting great secretaries to stay. You know, the, this law firm would, would, would give someone an extra $5,000. And so the industry was really um, recycling secretaries. And so I came up with the idea. I said, okay. I had, um, and some of my family members, who I helped them get off of welfare by training them in technology so they can get good jobs. So I took that same concept. Okay. I came to the firm and I said, listen, let's go out and find a program in New York City where people could, are already trained on the basis of, of of the computer. Let us bring them in. We'll give them a through Put them through a three, four month training program, and then we can give them jobs, but also th- because we wouldn't have to pay them with a top secretary um, um, with experience, but we would, we would help the community as well as. And so we went to the homeless shelter, okay, in New York wow. City, where I a homeless shelter it. that had programs that they were taking women and they were training, matter of fact, homeless and battered. So domestic violence, okay? Mm-hmm. The, they, so mm-hmm. these women, they would be, learn a skill, a basic computer skills. We, we, we took them about, had about six. We brought them into the firm. We trained them, because I'm in charge of training development. We trained them, and then we gave them all jobs. What did that do? That showed other law firms that they could do something similar, right? So wow. what it did was it, it, it helped the bottom line. Because we weren't, we, were, we needed, we needed experience. We right. needed experience, from um, um, people who knew legal terminology, right? And we right. were able to train them, and 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 the way that we needed them to be trained. So that I'm, I'm like peacock proud of that program because what it did was yeah, it allowed us right. to be to be innovative. Okay, and help well, the bottom line. You're
1: the, the innovator. Yeah, that is just, I just love that. I mean, it's so unique. It's empowering to these women, you know, who are in homeless shelters looking for work, wanting to get out of that situation, and wanting to be able to support their children and to bring them in and educate them in an industry that's going to last and it's going to help them, you know, be in a position to advance. It's just stellar. It's absolutely stellar. Well, we are basically out of time today, (laughs) but that's not going to stop us because, like I said, next week we will be back. And if you cannot tell, Donna Hicks is 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 a high-energy person. I really respect her for the work she's doing in the legal industry and the example that she is setting. And so she's going to be back talking Again, next week we're going to talk more about Unstoppable Black Women. Tell us how we can connect with you on Facebook and about your Unstoppable Black Woman platform where we can get connected to it.
2: And, again, I want to thank you, uh, Roberta. You're such a beautiful and anointed (laughs) woman of God. And I just thank you for always inviting and encouraging and encouraging me and so many others. So I celebrate and honor you. God is I celebrate it's and it's honor it's you. And I thank you so much. But if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach out to me on Facebook. Um, we have the Unstoppable Black Woman Nation. It's a Facebook group. I, we would love to have you there. Um, or if you want to just, um, you're an entrepreneur, CEO, you could join us in the CEO Prayer Closet, where um, that's mm-hmm. where we um, lift up Men and women uh, with prayer who have uh, who are aspiring or emerging um, unseasoned entrepreneurs and CEOs and authors or uh, um, co so we would just love to have you. I'm always excited to be used by God, to be used as a vessel. So those are the two groups, CEO Prayer Closet, as well as the Unstoppable Black Woman Nation, or my personal is Donna Hicks-Izzard. Um, I would love to, um, to, to to meet you, love to meet you. And thank you again, Roberta, for this opportunity. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Minister Izard for taking time out of your
1: very busy schedule to do this. Well, God bless you. Folks, you have been listening to Inspire Radio, and I am your host, Roberta of Roberta Inspires, Omni Media. And I look forward to the next conversation we will have, but for now, we are out.